When reading the Bible, there are themes, words, examples, even phrases that are repeated. And I almost feel like the title of this sermon should really be called, Are You Kidding? Forgive? Because it's so much easier to say, yes, we'll be nice, we'll be kind. But to forgive? That, that's hard. And I want there to be a huge question mark after that. There's the huge question mark after the are you kidding? But look in your bulletin, there's no question mark after be kind. I, I want there to be a question mark there. I want it to be acknowledged that this is a struggle. The word kind is there. It will remain. Both of these words, forgiveness and kindness, They're hard to explain. Even to a child, these are hard acts to verbally give words to. Oftentimes, we don't do it in that way. We do so the way Jesus did, by telling a story. We give them an example. Now, yesterday, or not yesterday, last Sunday, it almost feels like yesterday, right? Last Sunday, you might have seen Travis and I sporting our Norwalk Warrior Be Kind shirts. It was last year's prom fundraiser. It is a slogan that our school teaches the students there. And through this teaching, they tell stories. Now, Jesus, Jesus didn't just tell the story of forgiveness. If he had, then the first part of the story would have been all that was necessary. Because in the first part of the story, this amount of money that this Lord was owed from the slave, the slave would have never been able to pay back. The slave and his wife and his children could have worked the remainder of their days and never have earned enough money to owe this master. And this master forgave him, saw him, took pity on him, and forgave him. This ginormous amount of money that's unfathomable to to release the freedom of debt from someone. It doesn't just end there. Then we see this person that's just been freed of this tremendous load, this weight. And what does he do? He doesn't. He does the thing that we humans tend to do, which is want justice. And we want it the way that we think justice looks. And we forget that there's a different way of doing things when God's around, when God is involved. We forget that others bless us, and we too can be a blessing to others. And even Peter, Peter knew this, and Peter knew the story, and he understood how much money was being erased, this debt, this slate that was clean. But even Peter, trying to be generous with his question to Jesus after hearing this story, let Jesus know he still didn't get it. 
I can just picture Jesus saying to Peter, your question tells me you don't understand forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't an issue without there being something that needs to be forgiven. A fault or, in this case, a debt. The king could see the weight. Jesus understands the weights of the things that weigh us down. Some that we put on ourselves that are totally unrealistic expectations. Some that are put on by others. These burdens that are life-altering. A popular rabbi in our country, one that's still alive, he's in his 80s, Harold Kushner, shared this story. A woman in my congregation came to me. She's a single mother, divorced, working to support herself and her three young children. And she said to me, since my husband walked out on us, every month is a struggle to pay our bills. I have to tell my kids no to going to the movies or doing anything extra while he's living it up with his new wife in a different state. How can you tell me to forgive him? He said, I answered her, I'm not asking you to forgive him because what he did was acceptable. It wasn't. It was mean. It was selfish. But I'm asking you to forgive him because he doesn't deserve the power to live in your head and turn you into a bitter, angry person. You're not hurting him by holding on to the resentment. You're hurting yourself. Forgiveness is a hard thing. It's a difficult subject. And we learn about forgiveness at an early age, and that's a good thing. It's hard enough as a child to forgive someone, like the book that Travis kept reading, that as I'd never read that book, so as he flipped every page, I kind of cringed in my seat just a little bit more with the discomfort of it. We don't just flip to the end of the page in our own lives and say, you want to play tomorrow? I wish it was tomorrow. We hold on to things. Forgiveness doesn't remove what's happened or the pain that we feel. But the odd thing about forgiveness is there's this healing, healthy moment in it amidst the discomfort. Researchers are now saying that people who forgive have greater mental and physical health than their counterparts that hold on to grudges. Life, good people, is way too short to get hung up on things that happened yesterday or any other time in the past. Time moves forward. So let's move forward with our kindness, with our love, with our generosity, and even our forgiveness. We say the Lord's Prayer each week. We do this together. It's a communal event. 
And within it, we pray for God to forgive us as we forgive others. It's a powerful part of that prayer to pray, especially if you pay attention to the words and you actually mean it. But it's an act that we do together. It's a communal prayer. None of us are excluded in that prayer. It's something that affects each of us and on multiple levels. It was so prominent in the human experience that Jesus places it in that prayer. That short prayer. It's an example for all of us on what we should be able to pray in our lives. Now, being kind is more than simply being a compassionate or a thoughtful person. Kindness is much more than simply being Iowa nice. It's more than being respectful or polite. And forgiveness is much more than simply saying you're forgiven. It's actually doing the inward part of forgiving. It's not holding on to it. It's not bringing it back up. It's not holding it against someone. When Travis and I were engaged, we went through premarital counseling like most people do. And the couple that did our premarital counseling, uh, one of our sessions was all about how to fight. Sounds interesting, right? Not physically fighting, but, you know, with our words, how we argue. And one of the things that they taught us on how to fight properly within a marriage was not to kitchen sink. They said there's no kitchen sinking allowed in marriage. And Travis and I were sitting there like, we don't even own a kitchen sink. You're going to have to explain this a little more. And they said when... When you're together, and at that point, we actually had not had any huge argument. They said at some point in time, you're going to get into an argument. And you're going to yell at each other, and you're going to disagree with one another. And then you're going to forgive each other. And then later on, you're going to get into another argument and disagreement, and you're going to do the same thing all over again. And it's going to continue to happen. But with each of those times, you can't sit there and then all of a sudden, ten arguments in, get really, really upset with each other and then start piling in every single one of those arguments that you forgave them to and throw everything into that argument, including the kitchen sink. If you're forgiving someone, You're actually forgiving them. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. It's how we're actually nice and kind to one another. It's how we're civil. It's how we show the kind of love that Jesus shows us. As Rabbi Kushner said, don't give anyone that kind of power over you. Take in a deep breath 
and choose whatever cheesy song helps you the most. Let it go. Shake it off. There's a reason these songs got their popularity. It's not that they're incredibly brilliant in their writing. But it's because whether we like them or not, as odd as it is, a Disney song and a Taylor Swift song, it's pretty sound advice. So forgive, even when it hurts. And speak those words of wisdom. Let it be. Release not only the one that hurts you, but release yourself to your healthiest self. It's the kindest thing you can do. Because, as the unknown author said, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. <laughs>